I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 53, Honoring Abdu'l-Baha. Hi, lovelies. This is Andrea Hope, a Baha'i poet, wife, mother, among many other things. And this is my podcast, To Mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. Today is a special occasion. We are honoring the centenary of the passing of Abdu'l-Baha, and there have been special projects all over the world that have honored the life and the stories and the qualities of Abdu'l-Baha. So in this episode, because we are talking to moms and to parents, families, I wanted to let you know about 13 books that you can read with your family that share about Abdu'l-Baha. So that's coming up right after our reading. The Universal House of Justice has a tribute that they wrote to the beloved master to mark the occasion of the centenary commemoration of the ascension of Abdu'l-Baha. And so I wanted to share a paragraph from that, and I encourage you to read the message in full as soon as you get a chance. Dearest coworkers, we summoned you here not only to honor the memory of Abdu'l-Baha and to recall his trials and triumphs, but also with us, to rededicate yourselves and the communities you represent to earnestly serving the cause to which he devoted his very existence. In fulfillment of the sacred charge laid upon him by the blessed beauty, he gave the Baha'i world custody of two charters that have guided its progress and development ever since. One was his tablets of the divine plan through which the word of God has come to be promulgated in every land the other was his will and testament, which set in motion a process for the establishment of the administrative order. Now, at the close of the first century of the formative age, and at the outset of a new series of global plans, the accelerating progress of the master's divine plan is plain to see. And the organic unfoldment of the administrative order over the last hundred years is demonstrated by the existence of the vast array of institutions and agencies from the international level to the local that channel the spirit of the faith and guide and support the efforts of the worldwide Baha'i community. The covenant of which Abdu'l-Baha was the center remains an impregnable stronghold. We rejoice at how the covenant orients each believer towards a common mission, maintaining a dynamic unity that cultivates a constantly growing community of the faithful. It seems quite important that when we are honoring and thinking about the life of Abdu'l-Baha and Abdu'l-Baha as a holy person who represents such love and spirituality that we remember to link his person to the divine plan and to the administrative order. I know for me personally, I can definitely get wrapped up in the spiritual nature, the virtues and the warm loving feeling that I have for Abdu'l-Baha and the stories of Abdu'l-Baha and maybe 
disconnect from the fact that he was also very systematic in setting forth the divine plan and the administrative order to guide our faith. So in following the Universal House of Justice and following our national, regional, local institutions in the Baha'i faith, we are contributing to the vision of Abdu'l-Baha and helping fulfill what was written in his will and testament. And I love that the Universal House of Justice is drawing our attention to this connection. So again, I encourage you to read the full message. It's very beautiful, and it does talk about those qualities of Abdu'l-Baha that we know and love, as well as the work that we are pressing forward on as members of this special community of light. And you may also have heard that there is a film called The Exemplar that has some beautiful imagery that was created at the Baha'i World Center that you can have access to and view as well. So I just wanted to mention those things. I'm sure that a lot of people have heard them through their institutions, but just in case you haven't, uh, you can feel free to email me at info at andreahope.org or you can look in the show notes as always at tomother.busprout.com or in your podcast app. Then I always put the links to anything that I'm quoting or talking about in the podcast. And I thought I'd talk a bit about what Abdu'l-Baha means to me. I had shared this recently in one of my study circles and I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but Oftentimes when I'm feeling really heavy or I'm feeling like I don't know what the next step is for me in a difficult situation, I will imagine myself at the foot of Abdu'l-Baha, like with my head on his lap. You know, for many of us, we have an image of the older Abdu'l-Baha with the white beard and the warm eyes, and this is really a soothing image for us to have. And so I have this visual that I am sitting with him and I'm laying on his lap and I'm asking him, what am I supposed to do or how am I supposed to get through it and thinking about what he would say. My thoughts about what Abdu'l-Baha would say are not from my own vain imaginings. Like I really go and read what is the advice that Abdu'l-Baha gives to married women, to parents, to people who are struggling with other believers, to people who are struggling with racism or sexism or the other ills, poverty, um, you know, the weight of the world, it could even be mental health, depression. So I don't, you know, just make up in my mind, oh, I think this is what Abdu'l-Baha would say, but I really try to think about what is the guidance that he's given. We are so blessed to have all of these talks and writings from Abdu'l-Baha. So I will go to Baha'i.org slash library and I'll read about what balance of earthly and spiritual guidance, earthly meaning, you know, taking care of yourself and your body and having the balance of being there for your family and also being involved in the community activities of the faith, those kind of things, uh, earthly balances. But yeah, what kind of earthly and spiritual balance did he promote among the friends? And so how can I apply that to my situation and try to understand what the will of God is for me? And how can I be more gentle with myself in doing that and supportive of myself? Because one thing that I noticed, especially when I read Paris talks or anytime Abdu'l-Baha was giving a talk, for instance, in the West, because those are the ones I'm most familiar with, he would start by praising the group. He would start by briefly saying how happy he is to be there, that everyone was together and praising their spiritual qualities and really 
letting them know that he believed in the potential of their gathering or the people present or you know even the American nation and so also having that not in an egotistical way but in an acknowledgement of our potential and our nobility inside of it to do better and to be better and to shine a light in this world. Another story that I was listening to recently was a story that's shared in the diary of Juliet Thompson. And it talks about when Abdu'l-Bahá tells Lua Getzinger, who's um, an early believer, they're both early female believers in the United States. And he tells Lua Getzinger that she's the herald of the covenant. And Lua Getzinger's response is, recreate me that I may do this for thee. I'm paraphrasing, but I know for sure she's to ask the master to recreate her so that she can be this herald for him that he wants her to be. And that really stuck out to me as so special because oftentimes the first response when we're called to do something that's so great, that seems beyond our maybe emotional or spiritual desire, I don't want to say capacity, (laughs) because a lot of times it might not be beyond our capacity, but we just can't envision the amount of sacrifice or the calm or the peace that it takes to get there, then we might respond to a calling as, I'm not worthy, or how could I do that, or or, this is going to be a challenge, or I'm not sure if I have the skills for that, that kind of thing. And the fact that Lua responded with, recreate me, it's just a different mentality, you know? It's, okay, Abdu'l-Bahá, you believe that I can do this, and I wanna do anything I can to assist you, to join with you in this cause. So I know right now the, <laughs> the mindset that I have, this is a tall order. So instead of saying, I'm not worthy, or I'm not sure what I can do, she says, you have the power to recreate me to fulfill this. So recreate me, Abdu'l-Bahá. And so I really love that Lua Getzinger's response was that even, you know, many, many years ago when the circumstances were even more challenging for women taking leadership roles and to be teaching about a faith that was from the East, you know, I I can imagine the different kinds of challenges she would have faced in trying to spread the message of the Baha'i faith at that time and some of the very radical beliefs in the United States. So those are some reflections I have about Abdu'l-Bahá and stories of Abdu'l-Bahá and I'm sure that you've been taking this time to read more and to understand more and to reflect more on who Abdu'l-Bahá was and there are so many beautiful resources that can help us do that. So I'm going to get into the resources because I have quite a few of them. As I mentioned at the beginning, I think I have 13 books that are about Abdu'l-Bahá. I'm so proud and so happy that artists and authors, illustrators around the world, I mean, there's even more around the world because I'm only doing the English ones that I know of, Um, but I'm so happy that people are contributing to more books and more art that represents the faith. Not only does it help our families build Baha'i identity and see ourselves in bookstores and online and feel that presence, but it's also using art as we believe to its highest form in order to share these amazing stories of Abdu'l-Bahá and to connect people to their spirituality and love and faith through our writings and through our illustrations. So the reason that I have 13, you might be wondering, oh, 13, what is so special about that number? And the reason that I chose 13 is because 
that's how many I found. <laughs> as simple as that, there's no uh, deeper significance. I'm sure someone can tell me a deeper significance to the number 13 because there's always the people who are really good about connecting numbers and things like that. But these are the books that I have found that are in English that have access to online that have been written either to commemorate this occasion or maybe were written a bit previously that have stories of Abdu'l-Bahá or quotes of Abdu'l-Bahá that are for young children. I'm gonna go by age because whenever I hear about a new book as a parent, my first thought is usually, okay, what age is it appropriate for? Because preschoolers and middle schoolers, that's a big range when people say a children's book. So you can take a little pause now and get a pen if you wanna write down some of the titles and look them up. Or of course, as I said, you can look in the show notes and find all of the titles and the links to each of the books. I'm gonna make it super easy for you. <laughs> I'm going to give you the titles and the links because I really want to support um, Baha'i artists. So the first category, I have three books in preschool. And the first one is called Remembering Abdu'l-Baha. The second one is Abdu'l-Baha Was Kind. And the third one is called The Kind Servant. So next, the largest grouping that I have is from the elementary school age. So that would be, I guess, 6 to 10 range. So Abdu'l-Bahá loves children, make of me a shining lamp, sweetness of his love, the master, which is an audiobook, Abdu'l-Bahá loving all the world, and mighty. Last, I'm going to have four books that I can share for you in the middle school range. And those books are Daily Reflections and Stories for Children, Stories about Abdu'l-Bahá, Voyage of Love, and The Most Mighty Branch. So many of these titles you can find at Baha'i Bookstore, but some of them are, as far as I know, only available on Amazon because they're direct publishing. So please look for those links and see, you know, what book you could add to your collection. I'm going to end with playing a little snippet from a song called The Mystery of God, Titles of Abdu'l-Bahá by Elika Mahoney. And this song, as it sounds, <laughs> uses some of the titles of God in chanting. And you can find this song on her YouTube channel. And I'm just, like I said, going to play a little snip of it. Blue. 
To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator, that's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit baha'i.org.